Roll. The Steve Warren Project. Sports and whatever. Hey everybody, welcome to our program. It's a podcast about sports and whatever. All the fun stuff you might talk about with the fellas over a pint at the bar or with the ladies at the bar. We are your hosts, we are your friends, we come in peace. It's Steve and Jimmy once again. And uh, our website, by the way, stevewproject.com. James Howard thinks. Uh, Steve, you got over over a pint, over the bar, yep, uh-huh. over the ladies, over to you, over to me. Uh, we come to you in peace. Okay. <laughs> I'm cold, Steve. Okay, I'm really cold. Minus 42 here in Edmonton. The furnace, the furnace finally gave out? Yeah, no, no. Furnace is fine. Because that no. thing sounds like garbage. No, no, it's good. It's loud, but it's good. Yeah. Okay. I had a, uh, you know... A, Here's the here's the favorite people in my life, Steve. Okay, if you're ever gonna become my favorite person, and you're one of my favorite people, one of my favorite people is you have a problem in your house, furnace, yeah. for example. Okay, uh-huh. and uh, my furnace went either last year or the year before. I, I don't know if you and I were working back then or not, uh, in around there. And right away, of course, you come home, my furnace isn't worked downstairs, the pilot light's not on, call the gas, go, yeah, yeah, it's, it's your furnace, yeah, it's your furnace, and you're going, well, there's five grand, okay, coming up, and I got a friend, I know lots of people, as you know, I'm only an arm's length away of someone who can fix my furnace, for example. So you got a guy. So I got a guy who comes in and looks at it, and I'm going, oh, no, I, I, I don't want to know just whatever you do down here and, and let me know. I'll, I'll be upstairs sucking my thumb in the fetal position in a corner. And he comes upstairs and goes, you know what? I'm going to look after this for you. We can fix it all up for 250 bucks. Beauty. Yeah. That's a weekend of NFL betting with me. Exactly. No problem. Yeah. Not five grand. Anyone who comes in and goes, I'll look after that for you. Oh, Fantastic. That's my guy. You're like a damsel in distress and somebody comes, some white knight comes along to save you. Yeah. Don't worry about it. I'll take care of that. Oh, yeah. my God. Oh, my God. It's music to my ears. Because uh, you're not handy. No, I'm not handy. No, I'm pretty handy. I'm not bad. I'm not, I can't fix a furnace. But, but anyway, those are my favorite people. Don't yeah. worry. I'll take care of that for you. My guy's a guy named Neil Chenier, and he comes in and uh, he's, I actually met him in uh, a trip to Barbados. Mm-hmm. And so I started using him when I got back and he's fantastic. He's really good. And, uh, the furnace was giving me some trouble about, a, I don't know, about three weeks ago. It wasn't, yeah. wasn't working. It was shutting off. It wasn't firing up the way it should. And, uh, he says, well, yeah, it was the last time he changed the filter. And I was like, oh yeah. Oh, was no. that deal? Yeah. I, 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 th- I thought I changed, I, I thought I changed it recently. I try and do it every three months or so. I guess I'd left it about six months. And the thing was just, I, and I and I heat with propane, not the cleanest of fuels. And uh, man, I had one of those pleated air filters pulled it out, black as night. <laughs> and so I guess the furnace was shut down to save itself um, from having to try and blow air through that nonsense. Yeah. So anyway, he came in and uh, tuned it up, and it's great now. Yeah, those are the guys. Those are the guys you like. By the way, Stevie, uh, my vast knowledge of everything. Uh, I'm going to give you a little tip about the. Furnace filters. So I had the guy in, same thing. Got to change the filters, change the filters. So you can you can spend 40 bucks or something or, or, or 80 bucks on one of these fancy filters. Yeah. And uh, my furnace guy, don't do that. Buy the, buy the cheapest ones you can, the three-pack 
or the six pack of filters, Stevie, they're about a dollar fifty a filter. Yep. Buy those. That's all you need to go with. Just change them a little more often. Yeah, you right. don't need the you don't need the big triple mesh wire. You want, yeah, you want the the sort of fiberglassy um, thin ones. Of, they weigh about an ounce. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Whip them in there. All, hey, also good for airflow too. There you go. And my other guy is a guy Rod. So Carl was my furnace. I'll Jimmy. I'll take care of that for you. Oh, oh. Roddy, get, get over here, Carl. Get, get over. I got something for you. Okay, get over here. Uh, Rod, my other guy, I had the big flood in my basement. You know, I just painted it, and then I. I went downstairs and it was like mush, mush, mush in my carpet because of the smell. Remember all that? And I went to peel the baseboards off and the paint all came off the wall like in, in a sheet. <laughs> really, it was literally, I pulled the baseboard. It's just like, I said, this is kind of fun. And the it, paint off, eight foot sheets, Stevie, <laughs> four feet wide, just came right off the drywall. Uh, wow. Anyway, I said, oh no, I'm into something here. And I got wires hanging out from an old electrical box that the, I had a Jamaican plumber or Jamaican electrician come in to uh, rewire Stevie to a new a new electrical panel that I put in. Okay, so you know there was wires that had to come from the furnace, Stevie, over to the electrical panel. Wires from the right. kitchen that are downstairs. So uh, my basement is finished. Okay, the furnace room's not, but the but the where the electrical panel is, it's on a wall that's in a finished basement, drywall. Okay, Steve, ceiling. Okay, mm-hmm. not T-bar, and the and the guys outside smoking smoking reefers, the um, Jamaican electrician, and then comes downstairs. I leave him there for the afternoon. And I go downstairs, Steve. He's just got the wires coming from the electrical box, not up in the ceiling that you would feed them. He's just just running below the ceiling, coming across. To it. And he drilled a big hole in the drywall, and then there you go. There's your. Well, you got those have to be tucked away. Yeah. And then he <laughs> then he took off, took my dough. My buddy Rod, I'll look after that for you, Jimmy. Nice. Yeah, nice. I'll fix that up. I'll look after that for you. Yeah. You know who so I really it. admire are those guys like your buddy there, or yeah. just anybody who has the capability, the know-how of being able to construct something, any element of a house, whether it's framing or drywall or masonry, flooring, whatever it is, plumbing, electrical. These guys often get together with other trades. And and like they've got their mortgages paid off by the time they're thirty two, right? <laughs> because they just they basically just call in favors. Yeah, I'll come to your house. You do my house. Da, 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 da. Yeah, but my one of my old man's favorite jokes. My dad, where the the guy got the bill from his plumber, right? And the guy looked at the bill and went, "Oh my good God, you know, doctors don't make this much." And the plumber said, "I know. I used to be a doctor." <laughs> <laughs> That's funny. Uh, All right, let's get into it. Uh, Certainly, uh, it was a tough day in the sports media world. So you and I are veterans of the sports radio game in Canada. Mm -hmm. We worked at TSN Radio, you for a decade, me for close to two decades. And TSN Radio kind of went bonkers. We know that TSN had some big layoffs on the television side. Dan O'Toole, we talked about that in a recent episode. Uh, Our friend Brent Wallace. Natasha Stanishevsky, mm-hmm. I butchered that, and a bunch of others, something like two or 300 across the nation. But today, they, they, they killed off three, not one, not two, but three TSN radio stations in their entirety. Basically shut them down, actually flip format to be more mm-hmm. correct. 
mm-hmm. uh, and they are all Bloomberg News as of today. It was uh, TSN Radio in Vancouver, which is, by the way, the, one of the most listened to TSN Radio uh, stations in the entire country. Then you TSN Winnipeg and TSN Hamilton, all Gonzo, all Bloomberg News, pretty much everybody, at least on the air, gone. Yikes. Yikes. Well, we're, you know, talking there. One of the things we did talk about, you know, radio, it's going gonna, it's gonna to change. It's going to change. The, the, uh, I've never known, actually, an, an industry where the turnover in staff is, is super high, you know. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, I always remember reading something, Steve, Steve saying, you know, the average life of a morning show, for example, is three to five years only. Only. Right. So, uh, you know, Tigor which is still going right with John. I don't know who else he does it with them, but, but rotten splats there, Johnny Rodenberg, JR. Uh, yeah. They, they retired the name Tigor when they, uh, when Bell media let me go uh, a couple of years ago. So okay. they're so got, I think they're just the, the morning show or something now, I guess. Right. But, but Johnny and I went there just, I don't know, a few months ahead of you when it started in 1999 or 2000 and uh, Johnny's still there doing a morning show. Uh, he so, is the program director, so that's that gives you a leg up on just being a host. Sure, sure, right. I forgot about that. Anyway, that's a rarity. That's a rarity that 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 people stay that long. You know, Lowell Green, right, was a crazy amount of time, right, that he stayed at CFRA. Steve Maidley or CFRA, uh, Steve Maidley, and uh, so it happens a lot. It happens a lot, right? That they they change. I mean, I worked at K Rock for a year. They, they every six months they had a new morning show uh, coming in, going uh, over here in Edmonton. So they know it's going to happen, but, but when it does, um, you know, Bell Media is getting, getting killed in this, right. With the comments and starting with Dan O'Toole, who, who immediately took to Twitter and, and, and ripped them left and right. And it's a little unfair, Stevie. It's a little unfair. Um, you know, that people are screaming that they're, they're treating these people unfairly. Um, you know, because they're make so much money and they're, they're worth a ton. And, uh, I, I'm really though, really uh, unfairly. A lot of you guys had a great run. I had a great run in radio. You had a fantastic run in radio. Uh, Dan O'Toole had, you know, exceptional job and, and confidence that they put in that guy. He went to Fox and they took him and brought him back. So, uh, they, they're running a business too, Stevie, right? They're running a business too. And, where everyone gets all up in arms to start to poke their nose into someone's structure of how they run their company uh, and, 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 you know, take them down. I, I get some of it, but it's, it's reality, Steve, in my mind, in my mind, I'm not sure what you think, but um, you know, that's, well, that's, I, that's I the guess way the cookie crumbles, man. You know, it's sometimes it's frustrating because it feels to me like all these stations, if they were locally owned, and, and it kind of run the same way you'd run uh, a local bakery, then I feel like they'd all still be in business. But these, these stations aren't getting wiped out because they're massive money losers, bleeding money in some cases, but not certainly not all. Like Vancouver had massive ratings. And it just feels like it's not performance-based. It's more just the circumstances. And, and, and the way Bell handled things, um, and, and a lot of people are reacting, just raging on social media, the same way Dan O'Toole did, basically talking about, okay, you just did this Bell Let's Talk thing, 
in the name of being, you know, a caring company and that you care for people. And then this, this, this massive layoff thing and, uh, and some of the ways they handled, like they clipped this, they basically pulled the plug um, without telling some of the, uh, the staff. There's, there's one guy on Twitter and uh, I wish I had his name handy, but he's a credible source. He said, I just texted my buddy at TSN blank and said, sorry to hear about the news. And the guy tweeted, texted back at him, what news? Right, right. And one of the stations also, they made the announcement in the middle of the show and then what went right into Green Day's Good Riddance. I hope you had the time <laughs> of your life. What? Yeah. What is that? Well, well, again, you know, here's the other thing, Steve. There, there's no good way to get divorced. Okay, I've never, I've never heard of a, of a, a, a popular way or an acceptable way for someone to get divorced. Right? They, they, some leave a note. Some just get get up and leave. Some hire lawyers. Some come out of left field. It, it, it's just, it's just no good all around. Okay, ending a relationship like that. And there's no good way to fire people in radio. Big, big ratings, Steve, don't always equate to to a whole whack of dough. Uh, you know, they, they do, they increase advertising dollars and stuff like that. But with, with the options that are going on these days and, and other things that, that, uh, you know, people can grab onto as opposed to terrestrial radio and, and TV, it's, it's just reality, Stevie. It's just reality. Yeah. And it is brutal. Um, that's the reality of big business. It's always been this way. Uh, when the money stream begins to change, Layoffs can happen in these big publicly traded companies. You got to accept that when you take a job with a big publicly traded company, they're not going to go to bat for you when your number is called. That that's it. It's uh, like the story of the scorpion and the frog. F- scorpion asks a frog to carry him over the river, and the frog says, "No, you're going to sting me." And the scorpion says, "Well, if I did that, we'd both sink and we'd both drown." And the frog agrees. Midway across the river. Scorpion does indeed sting the frog, and they're both doomed. And as they're drowning, the frog says, why'd you do that? And the scorpion says, it's my nature. And what we saw today, the na- that's the nature of big companies. What's irritating to me, Jim, is that uh, when they try to frame themselves as a caring company and uh, caring about people, um, I don't think people are buying that anymore. Uh, well, they should. They should. Um, you know, if you live in Canada and... and you know, mental health, right, has, has been, you know, exponentially, you know, tripling, doubling, quadrupling its, its awareness over the years. You know, people are coming out and talking about it. I, you know, I, I really think Bell has done an unbelievable job with that. Unbelievable. Regardless of what, what their th- take is on it, uh, what one of their takes is we can, cre- we can create awareness here. We can create, create a lot of people, you know, becoming aware of mental health and mental illness. So, I don't. I, I I think it's one of the greatest things they've ever done, to be honest. Yeah, with. but are they doing it because they care, or are they doing it because it's kajillion dollars worth of free advertising that people give them, and it's building their brand like crazy, which again points everything back to the bottom line. Well, Steve, but that's been going on for years. That people long, you know, glob onto charities, you know, hockey hometown hockey hero or whatever it is, right? Where they give away where craft, Stevie. Kraft gives away a hundred grand or two hundred fifty grand to a town to, uh, you know, support hockey in their local arena or, or whatever they're doing. You know, is everyone taking Kraft down? Is everyone? Did they going have a massive say, oh, layoff where five six hundred people got fired? Well, they got it, Steve. Yeah, that that's life. 
free enterprise, capitalism. You know, no, I know. I'm just, uh, uh, and it's well within their right. I'm just saying, if you want to bring up the craft example, if they have craft hometown hockey or whatever they want to call it, and a week later they have 600 people, suddenly I'm going to say, well, that's not necessarily the caring company I thought it was. Well, they might though, Stevie. You know, things change. You know, things change. Um, you know, General Motors, right? Car plants, right? Have, have, have closed and people go crazy. You know, people go nuts, but they're not in the, they're not in the business of making less money. They're, they're a business, you know? So um, I, I could give you example after example after example where, where companies have tied their names to, to charitable organizations, uh, you know, and people aren't, aren't ripping them. And they, they hire, fire, lay off, don't lay off, Steve. They do all sorts of stuff. But, you know, corporate involvement, Steve, you want to you survive as a charity? You want, you want to make some dough? You want to increase awareness on, on things? Then, then you need corporate money. You need corporate people to back it up, you know? So... All right. Well, you're someone who was let go by Bell Media, so uh, it's nice that uh, you have a uh, uh, some understanding on this. We'll take a time out of the program. Some other sports media news. Brian Burke is leaving the sports media after uh, a couple of years now at uh, Hockey Night in Canada. He's, uh, he's got a new gig in the NHL. We'll get to that after these words. Everyone knows that to get the best price on home and auto insurance, you have to shop around. But who really wants to do that? With access to all kinds of insurance markets, not only can I get you the best price, but I'll also make sure that you get full value for your money. Call me, I'm Jared Gerard, All Insurance Ontario, your modern boutique broker. Jim K. Ford is a full-service commercial and fleet dealership. They supply companies in the Ottawa area with work trucks of all shapes, sizes, and functionalities, from small delivery vans to the big F-750s. Whether you're in towing, landscaping, or deliveries, Jim K. Ford will help you with the right truck and body for your needs. JimKFord.com, 1438 Uville Drive in Orleans. Pico is Ottawa's home for authentic, old-school, custom-crafted Neapolitan-style pizza without all the fuss and expensive fine dining. Pico is quick and easy, fresh and healthy, and made with the highest quality ingredients. Craft your own thin crust pizza masterpiece with unlimited toppings for only $15. Pico. Use the Pico app and save on third-party app fees. 236 Richmond Road, 170 Metcalf Street, and the new location at 305 Rideau. Other bit of sports media news, Brian Burke is out. Brian Burke, who seemed to be starting to establish himself as one of the uh, the more popular analysts out there, uh, working on that Sportsnet desk, Ron mm-hmm. McLean and company, uh, he's now out of it because he has now become the director of hockey operations, I believe is his title, for the Pittsburgh Penguins under the new GM there, Ron Hextall. And right. as I saw a few people joking on social media, with that duo, there's probably not going to be any shortage of truculence. <laughs> in uh, in that market, because of course we all remember Ron Hextall being the crazy goalie, getting into fights and yep. such. And Brian Burke always wanted his teams to be, in his word, truculent. Yeah, good. For, I, I'm surprised this guy's getting on and up in years. Uh, I'm, I'm sure he's older than I am. I'm going to be 60 this year. I'm sure. I'm sure he's much older than that. Is my guess, but um, 65. Okay, so big gig to take. Holy God, I. It, because I thought when he did the media gig, when he when he went to work for uh, Sportsnet, it was kind of a wind down deal, you know. Mm-hmm. Like like Brian Burke has worked many many years in hockey and probably made tons of dough. Uh, well, good for him, good for him. Uh, going to Pittsburgh, 
You know, I might have grabbed Florida or something like that, uh, Brian. <laughs> Why? If, well, the weather, man. Good. God. Oh, I see. Right. Yeah. yeah. I mean, but you're it's a 65. Good team, you want to, you want to, you know, how, how bad would it be working in Florida for, for Tampa or, or the Panthers, you know, down there? But, but, uh, you know, you don't always have the choice. So good for him. Right. Good for him. Well, and Mary, I mean, it was a case of uh, something went wrong with uh, Jim Rutherford, the GM. Um, never really got a full story on what exactly occurred there, but uh, that's a that's a pretty good hockey team. They might be in, they might be starting to fade. I don't know. It's pretty early in the mm-hmm. season to declare that, but Penguins off to a five five and one start, which is uh, out of the playoffs if it started today. But uh, you know, you got Sidney Crosby, you've got Evgeny Malkin, you've got uh, Chris Letang, mm-hmm. and you'd wonder if um, you know you get a new new group in there what if they start thinking about the future and uh dealing off potentially some of the superstars because mm-hmm. mm-hmm. they're not getting any younger Crosby's what 33 Evgeny Malkin is 34 and they still have lots left in the tank but not forever I mean father time's undefeated as they say and if you look at things in a cold calculated way like say Bell Media does this would be the time to trade them while they're still a good trade a- asset, three years from now, maybe not so much. Right, right. Well, as I understand it, from the limited knowledge I have from all my hockey buddies, that Brian Burke is is one of the, if not the best negotiator in the game, I've heard. Right. So, uh, you know, coming to player personnel deals, um, that that's what I've heard anyway, that he's done. And it's funny uh, that he came up today in this breaking news because we talked about it yesterday. We recorded the suspendables and we were talking about trades. Cause there, there's a kid. Is it Bennett in Calgary? Sam Bennett. Who, yeah. Who's really not that uh, established yet uh, as a hockey player and with the bubble and the pandemic and everything. And this kid's whistling in there looking for a train or something. Uh, it became a really sort of odd thing. Like, who do you think you are kid doing this? But right. Brian Burke apparently tells these guys, you know, that, and, and Russ pointed out yesterday, you know, the, 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 the player has changed. How you have to handle players is you got to be way more sensitive to them now. And, and maybe that's, speaking of awareness of things, maybe that's the awareness that's been brought up about bullying. You know, hockey didn't do very well last year, Steve, with, with guys filing complaints against physically abusive coaches, uh, right? There was a string yeah. of guys who, who got booted out. Um, so it's a little, t- it's, you have to handle these kids with kid gloves a little more, you know, Russ pointed out that you could, you could say anything on the ice to players back in the day. He said, you know, nothing was off limits. The only thing he said that was off limits, Steve, was, was ripping on your kids. Okay. But you could go about their mother or their wives or their girlfriend. And then, you know, but now this happens with some of these, these players and they want to get traded. Apparently Brian Burke, you know, so they walk into an office right now going, I want to get traded, you know, and they think that's going to go really well for them, you know, that they're going to put their foot down. And, and Brian Burke always said, you know, before the guy even opened his mouth when he walked into his office and he said, if you're in here to ask for a trade, okay, you're done. You're getting right. traded. Okay. So we'll, we'll look after that for you. We'll get you traded, but you better be careful what you wish for. And, and cause Brian Burke is a masterful negotiator, right? And you're right. going to probably end up in somewhere way worse than you are here. I really you know, thought he was getting extreme, his, uh, yeah, I really thought he was uh, kind of digging his heels in and getting, uh, like you said, uh, 
maybe to slide to the finish line with uh, a job as an analyst and and to jump back in is uh, I'm a little surprised by it, to be honest. He was good at what he did, but obviously he was doing that the way so many coaches have in the past. And we've seen TSN hire one guy after another, uh, John Tortorella, Paul Maurice. So many coaches have gone in there as Mm -hmm. here's something to do to keep my face and name out there while I wait for my next coaching job. And it inevitably comes along and, and it did, uh, from an executive standpoint for Brian Burke as well. I wonder if uh, Penguin fans are going to have something to say. Of course, Philadelphia and Pittsburgh have a great rivalry in the NHL. And here's Mr. Philadelphia Flyer, Ron Hextall, coming in to run the Pittsburgh Penguins. Um, You know, the younger audience, the younger fan base in Pittsburgh won't care that much. But uh, if you're 40 and over and Ron Hextall takes over your team, you're kind of going, hmm, I'm not sure I'm happy with that. Mm -hmm. Right, right. Yeah. Oh, well, loyalties are thin, Stevie, as we find out today. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, that is true for sure. As we go to break here, James, I want to talk a little bit about the Super Bowl streaker. We didn't really see much of it on TV, and the fellas, Jim Nance and, uh, and Tony Romo, didn't talk about it very much. But uh, Kevin Harland, who had the radio call on Westwood One, well, he was, as we call him, the overly descriptive Kevin Harland, so he didn't miss a chance to give you the full vivid description of what went down. And down 20, 5.03 to go. Someone has run on the field. Some guy with a brawl. And now he's not being chased. He's running down the middle of the 40. Arms in the air and a victory salute. He's pulling down his pants. Put up your pants, my man. Pull up those pants. He's being chased to the 30. He breaks a tackle from a security guard. The 20, down the middle, the 10, the 5. He slides at the 1. And they converge on him at the goal line. Pull up your pants, take off the bra, and be a man. There's Kevin Harlan with the call of uh, the Super Bowl streaker on Sunday. And uh, as funny as the description was, I can guarantee you one thing, that Kevin Harlan will be in a little bit of hot water for that last comment, uh, to be a man. Take off the bra and be a man. Um, Anyway, we'll take a time out of the program back with final thoughts after these words. Reignite your love for driving with a new Ford from Jim K. Ford. Get behind the wheel and hit the road in a new 2021 model with great features like available Ford Copilot 360 driving technologies. You'll find all of the latest innovations that are made available for new Ford vehicles. Visit Jim K. Ford and ask about their great offers on models like the Escape, which I drive, by the way, the Edge, Explorer, Ranger, and F-150, only at Jim K. Ford in Orleans or at JimKFord.com. Pico is Ottawa's home for authentic, old-school, custom-crafted, Neapolitan-style pizza. Without all the fuss and expense of fine dining, getting dressed up, dealing with snooty waiters and such, Pico is quick and easy, <laughs> fresh and healthy, and made with the highest quality ingredients and oh-so-delicious, James. Craft your own thin-crust pizza masterpiece with unlimited toppings, only $15. Pico, 236 Richmond Road, 170 Metcalf Street, and the new location at 305 Rideau. My job is to get the best deal available to you. With eight companies at my disposal, I have the markets. With our expertise in home and auto insurance, we'll make it easy for you. So put me in your lineup and I'll give you an honest effort. I'm Josh, President of All Insurance Ontario. Text or call 860-6008 and I'll give you the best value. All Insurance Ontario, your modern boutique broker. And if you're thinking of buying or selling a home in the Ottawa area, we recommend the Glen Walton Real Estate Team. Glenn is a great guy. He helped me with our home back in the fall. He sets aside a budget to help you with painting, cleaning, staging, 
and even updating your ceiling light for you. As for us, we got multiple offers and the home sold for well over asking price. You should call Glenn today, the Glenn Walton Real Estate Team at glennwalton.com. So, James, some sad news in the NFL coaching world. If you're of a certain vintage, you'll remember the name Marty Schottenheimer. He was a coach starting with the New York Giants back in 75 when he was their linebackers coach and kept coaching right up until 2006 with the San Diego Chargers. He was a head coach in Kansas City, Washington, San Diego. But I remember him most with the Cleveland Browns head coach in the mid-80s for them when they got oh so close to a Super Bowl berth in the AFC title game. They're about to beat Denver. They're about to go in for the winning touchdown in the final minute of the game. And Ernest Biner gets stripped just as he's about to step into the end zone. Awful. It was Jeremiah Castile just reached in, grabbed the ball off Biner. Denver recovers, and they hold on for a 38-33 to win. And that was, it's called the fumble. If you say that in Cleveland, people know the fumble. Oh, yeah. And uh, the Browns have had no shortage in sports of disappointments. So that would be one of them. When you say the fumble, people know exactly what you're talking about and really gives, uh, I mean, until the Cavaliers finally won a, an NBA title, uh, really lent itself to the lovable loser tag that Cleveland sports fans have had for many years. But Marty Schottenheimer uh, certainly had lots and lots of success. I think he was like fourth all time as far as coaching wins go. So uh, sad news to hear of his passing today at the age of 77. Yeah, I like those old, uh, that's all, eh? 77? God, I would have thought that guy'd be close to 90. Man. No. Nope. Uh, he got he got in the game young, I guess. Uh, yeah, unfortunately, he was diagnosed with Alzheimer's uh, back in, uh, I think it's been seven or eight years now. So oh, that's, no. uh, that's a tough deal. Yeah, awfully tough. Um, anyway, yeah, I, I, remember, I remember him. Uh, I don't recall them. You know, it's, I lived up in Sudbury, Stevie, uh, you know, my, my youth. And uh, so you would have had cable, Steve, long before I did, <laughs> long before I did. Uh, I don't, because I was born in 61. And I don't remember, I don't remember having cable in Sudbury. We left really? there in seven, 74. <laughs> That'd be interesting wow. to find out when cable TV came along. We used to love going down to Toronto and my cousins because they had some cable, that big box, and you could... Sh- snap those buttons yep. um but i remember those uh, when we did when we got to ottawa uh they were going you know what they got a third station here there was cbc and ctv and they had global big time uh, huh? remember remember uh so that was a, like in schottenheimer's day uh that's when i got to start to watch nfl football and then and then of course the you know the abc and nbc and cbs i remember CB, cbc used to carry the uh, nfl games because I remember I'd be watching on a Sunday afternoon, I'd be watching a CFL game, which was always my first love as far as football goes. Mm-hmm. And then I'd flick it over and it's like, this is NFL stuff. Maybe I will look at this. Four downs. Eh. And, and it was just, <laughs> my, lo- my, my love for it grew. And I, I inevitably started watching it on a, an old black and white TV we had laying around. But I remember C- distinctly CBC having, uh, having NFL games. Couldn't even picture that right now. We barely have hockey now these days. They just sort of farmed it out to Sportsnet. Yeah. Uh, anyway, that's where I remember starting to watch the NFL, and, and they carried all the Dallas Cowboy games all the time. America's team, Stevie. Uh, yeah. But that's where I remember uh, Schottenheimer from those days. It reminds me of the fumble, Stevie. Uh, if you ask Argonaut fans, 
you know, the, the fumble there was Leon McQuay. Right. That was Joe Theismann yeah. against the Calgary, right. uh, Calgary Stampeders and Leon McQuay slips and falls and uh, yeah. coughs it up. Just step over the touchdown line and, and we win the Grey Cup. Well, he fell in the backfield. He never got quite close to the, uh, to the end zone. It's one of those deals where the ground's not supposed to cause a fumble either. But I guess if you fall on your own, well, that doesn't count. Right. <laughs> anyway, that's the fumble. You know, that's the, uh, that, that was the fumble. Yeah. Uh, anyway, God bless Marty Schottenheimer. Uh, yep. Yes, I do. That's, that's about when I start to uh, go, go back or look as far back as I can to start to remember tuning into the NFL. Right. All right. Let us uh, close it out today. Um, and I'll ask the question giving you a chance to wind up. Do you have any final thoughts today? I, I do, Stevie. Of course, of course I do. I, sure I, do. I forgot I was going to do SWP in 30. I'll do yeah. that. I'll do, I mean, I'll do that tomorrow. I'm going to do that tomorrow. I'd have to remember what we talked about, Steve. <laughs> <laughs> I want your favorite, Stevie. Okay, I want a little, I want the poll question. Okay, put out a poll question. You know, you get a lot of people. Uh, participating when you put out the poll question, okay? Yes. So what's, uh, it's minus, I don't know, 30 here, Steve, feeling like minus 42, mm-hmm. okay? Uh, that's cold. Yep. Okay. How cold is it? Okay, it's that cold. Um, I want I want your best so cold story, okay? I don't want the line. I'm not looking for the, it's so cold out, uh, you know, my you could freeze the balls off a brass monkey or the brass balls off a, off a hot monkey. I don't, I don't want it. You know what I mean, Steve? I don't sure. want all that on the poll, Okay. So my worst, my worst cold day story is uh, had my, my famous Pinto station wagon, Stevie, where I explained to you before how I used to heat up the block because I bought a car with no block heater and I put mm-hmm. the briquettes underneath, right? That's how, I, that's how I heat it up. But it was that same car, Stevie, that while I was getting it boosted, it was minus a jillion, Stevie, okay? Maybe a kabillion. Might even, it might even been a centillion trillion minus, Okay. <laughs> So cold, Stevie. And so I had to get it boosted uh, one time. And I, it, you know, I opened up the hood and then, you, you know, you put, take, snap out the hood rod, Stevie. You know, that lies, snap that out, feed it into the hole. Okay. And I'm, I'm pissed that I bought this stupid car, freezing freaking cold, got the thing boosted, Stevie, and then, and then just shut the hood, you know, but forgetting the, that it was really a rod that was supporting it, Jimmy. And it's not not just up on its springs like a normal right. big car would be. Right. Yeah. So one foul swoop of that, Stevie, and snap the hood off the car. <laughs> the hood came... Ooh. It just came flying, flying off. Yeah. That was my... Uh, that's how cold it was, Stevie. That's Yikes. My, my, my cold story. And then and then I got so mad, I, I kicked the car. Uh, but it was minus, you know, I don't know, close to, close to minus 50 with the windshield. And wow. I, I kicked the, the grill of my car, and it just disintegrated it. Like it was so cold, it just went crack. <laughs> and the wheels were frozen, Stevie. They, it wouldn't like I. I was trying to get a push, and guys are screaming at me, "Take your foot off the brake!" I said, "It is." Yeah, good car that I had there, Steve. Goodbye. All right, so that's gonna be our poll question: What's the coldest you've ever been? We want to hear your stories. Our email address, stevewproject at outlook.com. We shall call it a day. In the meantime, James, have a good one. We'll talk to you next time. Good night, everybody. We'll see you.